Hello, hello, and welcome. This is Light on the Trail podcast, and this is Frank Colburn. I realized, uh, not so much a realization, this was kind of intentional, but I didn't want to give my name on the first few episodes. I just wanted to get into it and see where it goes. But uh, yes, my name is Frank Colburn. I'm the host here, producer of Light on the Trail and of the Full Steam Audio production. So, on today's episode, we're going to be taking apart a shoe go through some terms and understanding of what they do, kind of why, and help you understand all the little ins and outs of the shoe bits and pieces, so you're more comfortable looking at them and understand more next time you go in for a shoe purchase. Alrighty. Alright, and we're going to specifically be talking about... Uh, trail shoes because this is a trail running podcast right i'll be going from the top of the shoe down to the bottom that makes some good sense and the main parts of a shoe the best way to break it down because looking into this and trying to do some you know a research of my own to to learn my my own side here uh mostly the upper then you have your midsole and the outsole there's all little bits and pieces in there that some shoes don't even have, in particular to trail shoes or like a trail hiking boot or is it just like a running shoe? Anyway, considering mostly just trail shoes here, uh, we'll start at the upper and kind of go down or what would be around your ankles. So first off, so the upper part of the shoe, this is going to be that whole soft part uh, above the the kind of rubber and the foam part of the shoe at the bottom where the, the logo or the emblem and kind of designs and stuff, or they call it overlays, is on the shoe, um, where, where the tongue of the shoe is. Most people don't know where that is. That's the the moving moving part. Kind of looks like a tongue that the laces go over on the top. But this can either be made out of um, like a mesh or a knit, if it's like real light and real breathable kind of material for like a gym shoe or something like that. But that whole upper spot part of the shoe is called the upper, right? Awesome. Um, so with tongues, in they they have a couple ways of different ways that they can be fastened. Um, some are really thin, some are really thick. A lot of this, in most of this, this talk about the material in the shoe, they can be um, to an extreme or very minimal. Uh, some tongues are real thin. Some tongues have a lot of like more wrap around the bottom, or they're a wider tongue. It's all for more cushion or more stability, depending on the purpose of that shoe. They have a job they're trying to do. It's not just a shoe. Um, so with the tongues, um, some are not attached on the sides. You can pull the whole tongue out of the shoe. If the laces were in the way, it's real easy to get on, right? Some are attached on one side, kind of all connected to that upper point just below the, the eyelets or inlets for the laces on one side. So this is kind of a mixture of a little more wraparound snug feel or protection from dirt and bits and stuff getting into your shoe and and still being able to get it out. Um, some are tied in or, or built with both sides of the tongue um, attached on both sides. And that's a, a much snugger fit, obviously. Um, and that's called a gusseted tongue. Um, it's, it's pretty common and it's mostly for more protection and a better wraparound feel, but that way, again, no dirts and dirt and bits and things can't get through uh, the laces and then on top of your shoe there and everything. Um, with laces, 
Um, yes, lace is all sorts of different material. Uh, again, with the material, um, it can be waterproof, and some will will have that specifically for their shoes, especially for trail running shoes. Um, there is a system, uh, somewhat new, um, the BOA system. If you've been hearing of that, it is some shoes come specifically with it. I think you can buy it separately and kind of attach it maybe to the shoes. Um, but they're pretty neat. So if you've ever seen a shoe that has those little like circle Tron looking discs almost around uh, the side of it, maybe two or three, sometimes one just at the top of the tongue. Um, a lot of hiking boots will have this too. Um, but it is, it'll rotate and you can kind of tighten and cinch down these thinner cable-like laces so you don't have any strings to deal with and it's kind of a, a different system. But those are really neat and it's, I, I've seen them become more popular. But those are called BOA. It's a BOA system or BOA fit. Um, it's a particular brand. I don't know if they have it patent. That's the only brand I've heard of that has, or that's the name I've ref- heard of it as a BOA lace or BOA system. Um, so they may have just kind of cornered the market on that. But that's what that little doohickey is called. Uh, going down to the end of the tongue where your your feet is, so this is still all in the upper. The whole point at the the forefoot of your shoe, at the toe there, we're gonna have the toe cap, the toe box, and the vamp. Um, so from the very tip, the that toe cap is that bit of material, um, usually a little more hefty to protect the toes. Um, if you've been trail running for any amount of time on a couple of trails, you've probably kicked a stump or a rock or, or scraped along something and smashed your toe. Uh, that's specifically to help that um, with more protection. You're still going to feel it, but to help not tear the shoe and blow through it. One of the biggest problems I've had with shoes is my my upper or my upper toe, my big toe, uh, rubbing um, at a point where they didn't have kind of a a big enough or broad enough toe cap, and I would always tear a hole on the edge of where the toe cap was and through the vamp on top, so that's softer material. I'm just from running and moving around and everything. Um, So a nice dominant toe cap to help protection and also protect the material, not just your toes, from tearing and wear because that's going to be a really um, contacted point of the shoe. The toe box is that whole front area kind of, I want to say left or right, whatever, uh, with a portion of the shoe from from the heel or heel, the ball of your 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 big toe there your foot over all the way to the other end where your pinky toe is that width space usually in in road shoes or you can get to one extreme like like track spikes those things look like a torpedo (laughs) they're real tight keep everything just locked and loaded and ready to go um they're not on you're usually not running a marathon in track spikes right so they have they can they can be like that um trail shoes if you're going out for like a two or three hour run um, you want more room for your your toes to be able to splay out, like when you you push your foot down. If you if you were to measure your foot in the air and then step down and, and measure the width of it, it's going to be wider because your feet will spread out. That's how it absorbs impact, right? It's how God made them to be able to move and and absorb that. So some shoes that don't have a wide enough toe box, um, well your your feet may hurt. Or if you've noticed that, maybe look into that and look at your shoes and see how much room you have compared to how much room is at the end of the foot of your foot when when you're not um, when it's in the air stepping down and make sure you have enough room for it to to spread out because my cascadias I had before that I felt were, were pretty tight um, and I did notice like toe pain for a time but that, that that to me is a very important part of the shoe is the toe box um, even when I when I lace up my shoes 
I typically keep the front end down there um, pretty loose and just kind of tight around the the higher por- portion of my laces. I'm going to have it snug around the top of my foot and the ankle um, and leave my toes more freely because it's, to me, more natural. Um, and then just the vamp is that soft portion that would be on top of your toes. So where the tongue connects down to the bottom, into the toe box, or into the, the toe guard at the front there, um, that's just that what that area is referred to. So um, some of these have specific materials they're made, made out of as well to be either more protected or more flexible. It's usually a give and take with a lot of the things in a trail shoe is do we want more light and flexible or do we need more protection? If you look at like a extreme trail shoe and it's got really big lugs on the outsole, it may have a real thick uh, toe cap and, and the outer material is all waterproof and thick. It may not breathe a lot, but that's a really rugged shoe versus one that may be a minimal kind of trail shoe and some that even go right to the most of minimal if you see like a barefoot shoe, right? And it's, it's literally, it's that, that it looks like a, like a water shoe. It wraps around your foot. It's got the little toe pieces and there happens to be a little bit of rubber on the outside. Um, very minimal shoe. Some people just like will die on that hill that this is the shoe you need because it's natural. Um, that's why barefoot running is such a good thing to do um, because it's it's natural. It's how your feet can move and, and have more, you know, uh, I'm trying not to say natural again, but movement around how, how it's supposed to feel. Um, another part of the upper is the heel counter um, or like the heel strap or even like the Achilles knock they call it, but it's that back portion that wraps around um, where your heel, heel will sit down into and come up a little bit. Um, some are more dominant than others. Some feels really good. It, it's just like cupping and grabbing your heel back there. Um, there's some brooks that are, I think the, the glycerin, I want to say, is, is really good about that. Um, but the, that whole portion back there. And this too, again, depending on materials, what the, the purpose of the shoe is, all that. But that's that portion back there. So going over the upper again. Upper's the whole portion of the shoe that's a softer material. You've got the tongue, a uh, portion of the laces and the eyelets, your toe cap and toe box, two separate things, and then that vamp and the heel counter in the back. Moving right along. Uh, midsole and then outsole are, are the two, I would say you could, you could break the shoe down to upper, midsole, and outsole. Um, we're going to go into the midsole next. The insole itself is also referred to as a sock liner. This is almost another, or obviously, I guess it is another portion of the shoe. Um, this is the, the the insoles are those separate pieces you can buy all together. So depending on, this is another term that I actually learned about, um, the lasting of the shoe or the last, which is the shape or like the silhouette of the shoe. So they have a straight, semi-curved, and curved, very curved. Um, and it's just the shape of the shoe to fit those people's, people's, person's particular feet. Okay. Um, and that's a whole nother, that's how some companies, that's their specific last, their shape of their shoe. I don't know why, whenever I put, you know, these shoes on, they don't fit. But every time I try these shoes, they, they seem to fit my shoe more, my foot better. So that's because the lasting of the shoe or the shape of the shoe. And some you can just hold up and look and see, especially again, compared to a, a road shoe or a trail shoe, or a track shoe. Those are the insoles. Those are the, um, well, the last issue. Then the insoles will have that shape too because they need to match. 
Most of them are pretty general, so they can fit into any of the shoes, but these are the ones you'll see hanging all over on the walls on the shoe shops. Um, come stand on our little special thing um, or let us wa uh, watch you in, in your gait and see how your feet step and everything um, because the insoles are very important. And they can be for and, and pulled out and replaced with um, aftermarket insoles, if you want to say, um, for specific needs for some people's feet, for um, more help for stability or plantar fasciitis, all those things. Um, so they can be very important. Um, those are insoles or referred to as sock liner. Now, the midsole. This is the, the foamy looking part between the grippy stuff on the bottom and the soft stuff on soft stuff on top. Um, a lot of stuff going on with the midsole. And again, depending on the type of shoe and the purpose, it can change a lot. So um, most of the midsole is that cushion and stability and can can have a, a plot plate or a bar through the middle of it for protection or performance. Um, plates are embedded in the midsole. Um, again, some shoes have them, some don't. Some talk about um, a rock plate. That's what this is. It's just a hard, harder piece of plastic that they've lined in the shoe around the midfoot area. Um, some run back to the heel, and it's to essentially with a rock plate, obviously for to to be more rigid, but protect from rocks and harder pointed surfaces. Um, now it's going to reduce the flexibility of the shoe, but now you have more protection, just like we were talking about. Um, this has brought up some controversy, especially in like the road running in the last couple of years, because they've come out with carbon plates. If you've heard of carbon plated shoes, um, because, um, and I can't think of the name of those Nike shoes, but they're, they're super popular. And I think those have, have it built into it, but, um, the carbon shoe carbon plates are, are very responsive and will give back energy. And that sounds great. Um, because that's kind of what you want it to do. It's almost like a bouncy shoe. So it's like essentially the effect of a spring, although it be very minimal, a, a carbon plate helps give back energy and push off because it does have a spring to it. So um, they I've heard debates about if this should be allowed or not, especially in road running, um, big races, big marathons. Um, is it an unfair advantage? Or is it just a progression of, the shoes. This is, we should be able to do this. This is what, you know, we're not all running barefooted. We've got shoes anyway that help us run. So this should be available. But some, some shoes have plates. Some do not. Stiffer or lighter. Some it's just a, a thinner bar in the back, again, for more responsiveness um, or protection. Um, with the, into the midsole, the stack height, you hear that a lot. Um, it's that portion of, of foam. So this is just the height from the foot down to the ground. And some shoes you can see look <laughs> extreme, like almost platform shoes. It, it's ridiculous. As far as uh, a pill <laughs> or presentation of the shoe look, I do not like shoes that have a high stack height. and looks like the foam wraps up up on the upper. And they look really goofy, like moon boots. Um, again, to one extreme, you could have a barefoot shoe that has no stack height. It's just material and rubber on the bottom to bigger shoes that have a high stack height. Um, like some Hoka's, a lot of Hoka's to me have a lot of, uh, uh, stack height. I, 
I like to keep it more natural. I don't run. I've never ran in a barefoot style shoe, but I like very basic material because to me that's it's more related to to how the body would be. You can have so you can have a zero drop shoe and a higher stack height, twenty six or something millimeter stack height, I guess. Um, now the heel drop is another common proper term. That is the the drop from the heel to the front of your foot, the ball of your foot. Typically, shoes do have a little bit of a drop, so the heel will be higher a few millimeters from the point um, of your the ball of your foot. And it puts almost a forward lean in um, and to some extreme, I believe up to like 16 millimeter drop. Again, and you can go to another extreme like high heels. If you put a drop on a, if you wanted to check the drop on a high heel, that that's a, that's what a drop refers to. That's ridiculous. The heel is super high compared to the ball of the foot. You're not going to run in high heels. So, why would you run in a shoe that has like a 15 millimeter drop? I believe it's more for for road running or for sprinting or fast purposes. Um, when you are sprinting, you are leaning forward more predominantly than a, a cruising cruising speed that you would be on a trail. Um, it, it helps with that forward lean, but it also um, is going to cause more hill crashing um, because the hill's going to be kind of, it, it, it's not natural. Uh, that's what it can lead to, or really may, possibly even forefoot if it's just really awkward for you. Um, that's why I like ultras because they don't have a hill drop. There's other shoes through other brands that offer things with hill drops and without hill drops. But a zero drop is no difference from the heel and the ball of your foot, just like it is if you're barefoot and more natural. Um, a medial post is uh, more for stability as well. Some shoes don't have this pronounced as much as others or at all. It's just with purpose, um, typically on the inside of the shoe to help against overpronation or stability. Um it's it just however they want to do it, but it's a portion typically between maybe your arch and your heel that is more material there to help push that foot and make sure sure that it doesn't roll over one direction or not. So therefore, stability. But that is what a medial post is. Some, some shoes do not have them. Some, that's the highlight of that shoe, again, for someone that needs stability or to help in overpronation. So again... Um, we'll go through the midsole real quick and make through, make sure that I got everything here. Dun, da, da, da. Um, the plates through them, we got the stack height, um, the, the distance from the foot and the bottom, your heel drop like we just talked about, the medial post. Um, there's so many little bits and pieces sometimes in here um, that again, are specific to some shoes and not, um, not for other <laughs> shoes depending on their purpose. Like instep is partially in the insole and midsole of it, and it's just that part over the between the arch. So some shoes have more of a fitted arch, depending on what you want. Again, if it's a you have a more flexible foot, or if you don't want uh, that as much support or to be a roll out. Some shoes you can fold in half, some barely move. Again, for whatever your purpose is, they have a shoe for it. Um, before we get to outsole. Here, I will make a quick a, a reference here to, to some scripture. And with this, and talking about feet and running and souls in general, um, I thought of, the first one that comes to my mind is one of the coolest 
verses and passages in the Bible to me. Um, and it's one that I try to try to remember and just in, in scripture to have one that I can recall in my head um, and, and pull it out when I need it and like our good prayer. But this is such a, I want to say gnarly and like heavy metal kind of a phrase. It's so cool. Um, we're going to be looking in Ephesians. Um, it is specifically referring to the feet is, is Ephesians 15. So this is six Ephesians chapter six, verse 15. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. This is the, the passage talking about the armor of God. Um, so I'll read the whole thing from 10 to, I think it ends on 17. 10 to 17 here, and just listen to how cool this sounds to me. I don't know if you, if you don't listen to Christian rock or metal, um, there's an older band called For Today, I believe, and they are awesome and heavy and... And the words, if you just read their, the words of their songs, it's like, this is awesome. You hear their, you know, the actual played out, but it's, it's kind of heavy metal, but it's very good. Um, so here we go. So talk, referring to the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 17. Finally, and this is the new interpreted version, sorry, or international version. Okay, I proceed. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of darkness, power of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of evil. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. As so gnarly. Like I imagine, just like a you know holy warrior, this is your armor, and you've got it, and we've all been equipped with it. Equipped, equipped with it? <laughs> Man, I cannot talk this morning. Um, that is such a cool, cool passage to me. Um, again, I can just imagine all those those parts coming together um, and, and just kind of forming, and it's so cool. But uh, the the feet in in particular, there's a lot of phrases, um, verses talking about you know walking with God be the feet, hands and feet of Jesus, and all that. Um, that's the one that came to my mind because that's such a solid, cool, cool passage. All right, we'll finish out here. We'll get into the outsole. Uh, this is the bottom, <laughs> the bottom of the foot with all the little rubbery, grippy parts. That, that help contact the ground and help you keep moving and not slipping. So simply, um, with a trail shoe, you'll have lugs. Extreme lugs or not, you know, they, a minimal or light trail shoe to an almost hiking trail boot um, to, to both aspects. But the lugs are those bits on the bottom. They can be taller, wider, shorter. Some companies have their lug pattern. You can tell when you see that, that print of the shoe in the dirt they ah, I know that they're running with a craft or whatever. Um, depending on the purpose of the shoe, again, some have a softer lug or some have a harder lug. Um, softer lugs can provide more grip, but due to them being softer, they may wear down, especially if you're running on uh, paved surfaces, right? Flat surfaces, not terrain, then your, those lugs will wear down much faster versus a harder material lug that will be more durable, 
but can be more slippery because they are harder. Ta-da. Um, and then essentially the, the shank, some shoes have this, some don't. It's just a, a portion in the arch there of the shoe that is a harder plastic or harder material to protect that arch points or make it more, provide more rigidness and protection from the shoe to keep bending more. So this is more common in hiking boots or boots in general. Now trail shoes again kind of come into that category. So the shank is just a, you, your shoe has it or not, <laughs> but it's a harder plastic point in the, in the arch of the shoe. And you have your lugs on the bottom, all kinds of different rubber materials. So you've, I've seen shoes that have like Goodyear sponsored, like the tires, Goodyear sponsored um, for that type of shoe rubber on the bottom. And you'll see, um, oh, I don't want to say Gore-Tex. I can't remember the V, the V one, but it's a very, a very common, um, very good material for the bottom of the shoe. So hope I haven't made that too confusing. Run through it real quick. We have the upper, the midsole, and the outsole. And then including with the the laces and the insole or sock liner is that part that slides in and out. There is the gist of it. Thank you so much for falling down this hill with me. Um, look into it, especially again if you're going to look into a shoe soon. Of what's going to what you want, what the purpose of what you're going to be doing with it. Um, if you're not going to be on gnarly trails all the time, maybe not get an ex, don't get an extreme uh, shoe, extreme trail shoe, um, a Lone Peak. An ultra alone peak is a really good popular trail shoe, but they're pretty they're pretty extreme for that. Um, maybe something a little on the lighter side depends on what your purpose is. That's the main point I'm trying to get across. There, the shoes can do so much. They're they've come a long way. So depending on what you're going to be doing with them, there there is a specific direction you should be following. Um, waterproofing breathable, lightweight, flexibility or more protection, you know, tighter up here, looser down here, all that stuff. So just look into it. Hopefully we know a little more about the shoes now. Um, check them out whenever you go into the shoe stores and, and look for yourself and do your research and all that good stuff. So with that, thank you so much for following along here. This is Light on the Trail podcast. I am Frank Colburn. If you have any questions or concerns or episode ideas or comments, send me an email at fullsteamaudio at outlook.com or leave a comment below five stars likes all that good stuff and we'll catch you next time may the dirt be forever under your feet